0: blog talk radio Welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today, guys. I wanted to play a little bit more of that music, but uh, legally you only can play 19 seconds, I think, of, of something. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a copyright infringement. Not that I think anybody's going to be coming after me by any means, certainly not Sarah Michael Offlin. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. It's uh, your first time tuning into Snake Oil Radio. Again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant. What might that be? Uh, my expertise is in astrology and numerology and tarot, runestar, runestones, uh, angel cards, all kinds of different oracles that I've worked with for many years. I have a private practice. Here in Phoenix, where I do consultations with people and of course all over the country by phone. Uh any info you'd like on uh getting a personal session, just hit me up on uh jimventura.com, my website, and uh you can find out about uh doing a personal session. Uh also um if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, Snake Oil, uh email me at VenturaSag.com. V N T U R A S A G short for Sagittarius at Yahoo.com. Get added to the free mailing list. Uh great monthly column. And uh you get privy to uh different specials and things that I offer as well as uh uh some discounts on on services and things that come through as well for being on the mailing list. Okay, anyway. So this is our first uh show of the month. Typically I usually do three or four Thursday shows every month. This is our first, uh, and I'm going to do a live read of my recent February column, and then we're going to talk a bit about that in some more detail. Uh, As usual, I've got some people hopping on the phone lines and uh, bit by bit into the chat room. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Listen, as I always like to tell everybody, My first show of the month is primarily about a column read and then kind of discussing the subject matter. So I won't be able to do much phone, uh, take many phone calls, although the last 15 minutes of the show I will take probably two or three calls if we have any callers that do want to call in. Uh, We're going to focus primarily today. I'm going to pull an angel card for you and see what the angel message is if you do call in. So uh, remember if you're looking for little mini five-minute readings, uh, you can catch those on other shows. Um, where I do mention that I'll open the phone line sooner, but uh, we will be able to get maybe a couple people in toward the end. Anyway, so uh, this uh, subject of, of course, today's show is uh, angel stuff. And, uh, you know, as usual, it's funny. I had this idea for a column for many, many years, and it finally came out of me, so to speak. Uh, uh, You know, about two months back when I wrote the piece, uh, you know, it's funny like that. Being a writer, because I often will have an awareness of a story or a column, sometimes years before I actually write it. Uh, that's the way my weird mind works. And then just the timing will be right, and it'll kind of come out on paper, and I'll start the editing process, and and we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Uh, and I'd like to talk about that maybe in some uh, future show as well, because I think it's certainly an interesting topic of conversation. Understanding the whole concept of writing. Uh, and how that works. Um, I have Pluto in my fifth house. We'll be talking more about astrology in two weeks when we do the astrology show. But you know, sometimes it just comes pouring out of me, and sometimes I'm like, the, I feel like the freaking proverbial desert where I can't write for two or three weeks where nothing's coming out. But usually those are kind of like we are collecting, so it's not as crazy as it might sound. But it can be frustrating because the logical side of me is like, dude, you got to get your column done. It's got to get to editing. You know, or, it, the good thing for me is I, I actually have, like, over 80 columns. So whenever I'm I'm pathetically behind on getting a column done, <laughs> I can just do a repeat. You know, it's kind of like the Dear Abby uh, position where you've got enough backups so that you can kind of go with that angle. So I am kind of in a good position, finally. Anyway, so let's kind of dive in, read this column, and then we'll uh, begin to talk a bit about it because, you know, a lot, definitely a lot to talk about with this. And like I said, we'll we'll, we'll be certainly open for other people's input along the way here. So this month's snake oil is called Angel Stuff. While they're actually one of the easiest oracles to learn to use, it was actually far easier for me to learn about astrology, tarot, runes, and druid animal totems than it was to consider learning how to use angel cards. While I immersed myself in mastering using many different types of oracles, I held off on the angel card thing. Maybe it was because I saw it as something that was connected with being too religious. Maybe I just saw it as being too cheesy. Well-meaning, but often corny shows and movies like Touched by an Angel, which may have actually been a good show, but I never actually saw it. Uh, And Angels in the Outfield. Maybe less interested in the subject the sarcastic side of me thought, yeah, like we all have a bunch of winged helpers that fly around playing harps and trying to protect us. Aspects of the whole subject made the male side of me more inclined to poke fun at the whole idea rather than embrace the possibility of angels being not only a very real presence at some levels, but even tremendously valuable. It wasn't until my mid-30s and after years of metaphysical studies and already being very comfortable with things that others would see as woo-woo, did it begin to feel the angelic realm reaching out to me? I just left an extremely difficult relationship breakup, talked about in more detail in my first book, *Dirty Little Secrets*. I had a lingering sense of hurt, anger, sadness, and I could not stop thinking about how badly I had been mistreated by someone that I thought really loved me. I was at a bookstore. I was drawn to some of the Dorian Virtue Angel cards. They had an open deck on display so you can look at them more closely. I picked up the deck, shuffled them while thinking about my issue, and after a few shuffles, the card on the top felt like the right one. It was Archangel Uriel. Your emotions are healing, which enables you to open to greater love. I will help you release anger and unforgiveness from your heart and mind. I'm called the Psychologist Angel because I help to heal toxins from people's thoughts and emotions. I'm especially able to release stubborn anger and unforgiveness. I'm with you right now to clear away such toxins. I was blown away. It was difficult for me to keep the intense emotions that were surfacing reasonably contained as I quickly bought the deck and left the bookstore. In the years I've worked with angel cards for myself and with clients, the guidance and insight have not only transformed me, but many other people. In addition, it has opened me to allowing far more help from the angelic realm in everyday life. The more I practice asking for help and protection, the more it seems to come. Now, it has become a normal part of my life. I get signs, insight, messages, help, and even little miracles often. After a few years of working with the cards and becoming more tuned to how the angelic realm communicates with us, I started getting messages in the form of white feathers. I started to find that when I got caught in worry or just needed a reminder that everything was going to be okay, I would find white feathers. Sometimes they would, just on the ground, obviously left by pigeons and other birds. My logical mind rationalized this as being not exactly an amazing thing to find outside. It was when they showed up in my pants pockets, inside the door of hotel rooms when I just checked in, on my car seat, or other strange places. I felt that increasingly familiar sense of warmth, joy, safety, and protection that would wash over me. These types of feelings are often a sign of spirit guide or angelic contact. One of the most profound experiences I've ever had with white feather angelic contact happened about five years ago. I was at a friend's house for a summer party, (laughs) comprised of mostly couples with young children running around. There were many children happily playing, while the adults enjoyed a barbecue and a few cold drinks. I've never actually regretted not having children on my own, and as a creative person, it was simply not the right road for me. Yet that day, as I watched the kids playing and all the couples who seemed so happy together, I felt very alone. I felt a wave of heavy sadness come over me. I began to feel painfully single and depressed. My buddy's three-year-old daughter walked up to me and said, Uncle Jim, they told me to give you this. She then handed me a beautiful white feather, smiled, and then skipped off to continue playing with her friends. Months after I had a car accident a few years back, I was still a bit phobic each time I got into my car. A driver had ignored a stop sign and totaled my previous car. The phobia was a nagging fear that someone might do this to me again. I asked the angel cards for advice one day to help release the pieces of fear that still lingered. The card I pulled was an angel named Zana. It said, you are protected from all types of harm. The worst is now behind you. I ask you to relax and feel safe, no matter what has happened in your past, your present and future are now safely protected by angels. I'm helping to to heal your heart of worry and fear. The other angels and I stand guard around you, your home, your family, your vehicles and your workplace. You can rest assured that no lower energies can permeate our protective fields. There are other planes of existence that coincide with our world. The angelic realm is one of many. We tend to think of it as above us, yet this is just our way of attempting to understand concepts that we can't explain in words. Being religious is not a requirement for connecting with angels, although it can be also. The angelic realm is there for us if we're open to asking for protection and guidance. They love unconditionally. There's never anything we could ever do or have ever done that will close off this love and assistance if we are open to it. Toxic, angry people resistant to letting go of past hurts are not punished by seemingly not having access to this realm. They feel unworthy, so they block insight from their higher chakras and close off to it. Opening yourself to unconditional love and guidance of the angelic assistance will not weaken your position in the functioning, tangible world. We will not become ungrounded or delusional or crazy. We can live and deal with the practical rules and laws of the physical plane while opening to the messages and help from the other world. In fact, adding more of a connection to the other world can make our ability to do positive things in this world even more powerful. Okay, so that is my February column that I wrote back in January. And uh, and I got a couple of interesting comments. I you know I I've got uh, almost a thousand people who receive my monthly newsletter. So I got a couple of people that had had comment on it, commented on this particular column. You know it's funny because I always kind of remind everybody because my numbers are growing in terms of an audience. You know I actually love the comments that that people make about my column, especially the positive ones. I mean the negative ones I can deal with too, but those are fairly infrequent. Um, I love your insight, guys. I love when you share your stories. I always say you know be patient sometimes I can get back right away. sometimes it takes me a while before I can answer any you know inquiries in that way. Um, you know I do have to prioritize um, you know appointments that 's how I make my living. but um, I do love the feedback. I love the angel stories that that were sent to me, so uh you 're doing nothing wrong by by doing that in fact you know I, I may actually collect up some of the uh, different uh, things I've gotten from from my my readers and and my clients over the years and put that into a book. Some of it's pretty awesome. Uh, Just great stories and great insight and great awareness. So, you know, you guys, I'm sure even whoever's listening to the radio show now, live as well as later on in the archives, you may have your own angelic stories to share uh, I got to share two of uh, a couple of really big ones that were were pretty pretty uh pretty intense for me and I shared the story in this piece about uh my friend 's daughter um i 've written about her before in a few other pieces she 's a sweetheart and uh one of my uh one of my uh well again one of my friend 's kids i 've got plenty of them around uh, <laughs> she 's rather awesome and it was t- totally true story i mean I was a despondent and just feeling very, you know, like I had missed something. And here comes the three-year-old handing me a feather. You know, amazing stuff, guys. You know, I never really told anybody that. I've told a couple of clients when they needed that insight, but I don't even think I told her dad or her mom, uh, although they know now because they read my column. But uh, pretty, really powerful. You know, I think, you know, angel contact, of course, can come through children, and animals and pets, by the way. Uh, don't don't leave them out. They can be little little angels in their own way, you know. Uh, we you know we just have to be open to, you know. When you ask for assistance, you ask for guidance from the angelic realm. You can't direct how it's going to come. Really, in reality, nor would you want to. Um, it's really more than anything else part of a process. The more we begin to do it, the more we tune into it. It's very experiential. Um, that's why it can seem it's, it's one of the reasons why I had steered away from it as long as I did. I had been raised Catholic, and which had some definite perks to it. I we were taught we had guardian angels, you know. But there were things that came out of Catholicism that were good, and certainly a lot of negatives too. But um, you know, looking at it the glass half full as opposed to glass empty, we were tuned into spiritual things. But you know, I left Catholicism really probably when I was about fourteen or fifteen. Uh, And, uh, you know, really that was when I began to study metaphysics And didn't fit as well into that But, uh, you know, um, I I still got something out of it in that sense But I think that that was part of why I kind of pushed away from the angel cards and all that Because it did it seem so cheesy to me Um, Except what's funny is it is cheesy But, you know, there can be good cheesy You know, I mean, it really when you when you you're making fun of a force or a presence that's pure love you've got to kind of look at your motives here as to why that makes you uncomfortable. You know we are we're a funny society we can you know we can watch things on t v about people being blown up and killed and all kinds of things, but do anything about angels or anything like that, and everybody kind of goes, "Oh, that's gay <laughs> you know what I mean and uh uh so yeah we, we can get a little silly about that, and i I was just as guilty of it. But the trigger that happened for me, like I had said in the piece, was I had been through a really brutal relationship breakup. And shameless plug for my book, if you haven't read Dirty Little Secrets, Amazon or contact me, get a copy of my book. It's a great book, book I wrote over 10 years ago, but still really relevant. And I uh, went through a really painful relationship breakup, and I was, I was toxic. I couldn't understand how someone I loved could, could treat me that way. I couldn't grasp it, I had a lot of anger, a lot of venom and lo and behold bookstore angel card, you know, psychologist angel. Uh and it it did it started helping that that wound heal. You know, and even then it still took a while. You know, if you if you read my first book Dirty Little Secrets, uh, I talked about a story called Valentine's Day Massacre where it had a car accident a few months after the incident. So that was connected too in a lot of ways to a lot of the toxemia I was holding inside. So even the angel card was only the beginning of getting that insight and information. It took me a while. So if you're, you know, if you're if you're struggling with a relationship breakup or a, a, an abuse in your life, guys, you know, it may take a little while before you can release that. It may take some some practice and, and some some help with that. In fact, I, I created a CD called the, the Forgiveness CD, teaching people how to forgive. And I will have that out by the end of this year. Again, if you're getting my newsletter or catching my radio shows, you'll get info on how to get hold of that. But uh, yeah, it can take a little bit to do that. But that's what's great about tuning into the angelic realm, because we do really uh, begin to transform the way we see and the way we view things. Uh, We can become somewhat more angelic in our approach as well and you know contrary no matter what your religion or philosophy or anything has taught you the angelic realm is a realm of love they don't judge you know one of the things that I love to tell my clients that's really fascinating about this is even if you do something really dopey and really stupid and you go against your intuition what your higher self is telling you to do you know you know the next time you ask for help from your angels or spirit guides guess what they're going to help you. And then if you do another dumbass thing and you ask again, they're going to help you. They're not human. They don't, like, get mad and, and hold grudges or anything like that. And thank God that is so They just don't do that. They're just not capable of that kind of functionality. So I know, you know, when you're really toxically angry towards someone and you, you want God to punish them and all those other things, too, and people get in that head when they've been hurt. We've all been there. God, angels, now It doesn't work that way, there is karma But um, You know, uh, there is no punishment In that sense You don't have angels carrying out your evil plans uh, and, and and by the same token Remember this too You know, if you think say you know, somebody hurts you, or someone's abusive to you Or does something bad And you think in your mind of doing something bad Back to them And you have a fantasy of doing something evil You know Believe it or not, guys, that's okay. Contrary to what you thought, you know, taking action on something like that is a whole nother ball game. Don't recommend it. Fantasizing, thinking about strangling someone who pissed you off—believe it or not, that does often release the toxin. You know, we're not we're not punished for thinking a bad thought. All our bad thoughts don't don't take into physical reality we're not we we're human beings we do we sometimes get pissed off we sometimes act like asses you know <laughs> but it's to catch yourself you know in the proverbial alley g expression check yourself before you wreck yourself but there's no reason to express that you won't get abandoned because you thought a terrible thing you know it's how we it's how we purge through uh those 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 struggles. So uh, that's that's the good news. You don't have to. You if you make mistakes, you can still call upon the angelic realm to help you and to guide you. Uh, it, you know, it may take repeated efforts. You know, like anything else, you've got to really, really take the time to to learn how to do this. It, it's going to take some practice. You know, I've been doing it for years, tuning into the angelic realm, and there's times when I'm I, I'm oblivious to it. They're trying to reach me with messages and things, and I won't hear it. Uh, I'm definitely better than where I was years ago, for the most part. I do listen, and uh, I I do catch those messages, and that's what kind of starts to happen, is you kind of become happy, like, more often than not. Even when you're sad, the sadnesses don't last very long, because some unbelievable thing happens, some adorably cute animal comes along, or white feather shows up in your car, or just song on the radio. There's so many different ways things can come to us. We don't have to see an angelic being come through our ceiling, uh, and, and and you know I mean in, in that way, there are so many different ways that can come. You know, give them the potential for being creative, uh, and and they certainly will be. Uh, very, very creative. We don't have to direct how it comes. There's no reason for that. And then it kind of takes away the spontaneity of it. And, And often, again, remember, we all have egos, especially if you're a guy. Women have it too, especially if you're a male. You know, your ego is the thing in your psyche that helps you deal with physical reality. It's the thing that tells you when something's bullshit, the thing that tells you when you need to be Uh, you know, uh, aware of tangible things and get out of quote-unquote la-la land, Um, the Neptunian influence that it's negative. I'll go into that in my astrology show. I want to talk a bit about Neptune anyway. But uh, So that's what our ego is for. It's meant to help us deal with, with the tangible, practical world, so it's a good thing. But, you know, too much of a good thing can also be a problem because it can also block us from getting that wisdom and that insight or making us question it so much that it loses so much of its its power in that way because we, we start to pick it apart. Like, you know, I remember a great example of this. This is a great example of ego. Uh, many, many years ago, I had a buddy of mine when we were younger. We went to a, uh, a stage hypnotist show, and he was one of the people – That was brought up on stage, and the hypnotist made him and multiple other people do all kinds of ridiculous things, including him dancing to a Madonna song. Uh, This was the late 80s, duh. Uh, And uh, I remember he would never do that, my friend Mike. Horrible, you know what I mean? He's a rock and roll dude, no way. And here he is dancing to the Madonna song, and when he came back, we had asked him about it, and he kind of said, you know, he said that he knew he was doing it. He just chose to do it. And then, But he knew that something really odd had happened when he was up there. Then a few weeks later, he kind of said, you know what? I was totally conscious. I was just doing a performance for everybody. Um, you know, uh, the hypnotist had no influence over me whatsoever. And I remember when I saw that, I could see how his ego had eroded any you know, possibility that there was something that was special that was going on there. In that case, and in the case with when hypnotists pull people out of the audience, by the way, they're looking for what uh, hypnotherapists call sonobolists. People, it's about ten percent of the population that are very easily susceptible to suggestion in that way. It's only about ten percent of the population, so they're actually very strategic in how they pull people out that way. Uh, but you still will never do anything that you absolutely don't want to do. You know what I mean? If you know someone, if someone asks you, if hypnotists ask you to kill someone you're not going to do that, you will you know what I mean but we do become a little, you know, similar to like alcohol the standards are lowered somewhat, in the sense we may do things that are a little more questionable that we might not have done normally, because our, our inhibitions are down and we're letting the uh, the uh, hypnotist dictate our actions to a large extent, but again, we won't do anything beyond the normal scope of what, you know what I mean, what we would do in that sense so, but that's the ego. Again, it kind of takes it apart. So, the same thing happens when you when you start to work with the angelic realm and you start meditating and you're asking for guidance. You'll get messages and then you'll question them. And you know, this is a process that happens. So, um, you know, be patient. It may take some time before you fully trust in it. You know, the other thing I had mentioned in the piece uh, that I had read, my column, was also a very significant experience I had after a car accident. I kept I had that phobia thing where, you know, in this case a woman had blown through a stop sign and uh and uh she was like talking in her cell phone and drinking a coffee and she just blew through the stop sign and kinda of blew into my car. Um and it, it was totaled. I, I wasn't badly hurt but uh certainly the car was totaled um and I ended up getting into the car. So unfortunately like for a long time I kinda had that sort of feeling Every time that I drove, that I might get into an accident again. You were phobic. You were nervous. Especially like when I'd come up to a stop sign. I'd see a car there and someone talking on a cell phone or something. I could feel my heart beating. You know what I mean? That's this idiot. She's going to jump out. So I was very, very defensive for a long time. I grew up in New York. We learned defensive driving anyway. It's not that strange. But, you know what I mean? It sucks when you, you can't relax in that way because you've got that anguish going on so um yes same thing i i didn't know what to do about it so i kind of got quiet and i pulled a card and it was that angel named zana um from adoring virtue angelic deck and uh it was awesome i i got a tremendous amount of insight from that that i was safe i was protected you know and and looking back on the car accident and i can look back on i had i've had three car accidents in my life i'm 48 years old three car accidents i got to tell you guys, and I've wrote about this in, in Dirty Little Secrets. I've mentioned it in other writings that I've done. Almost in all cases when you have a car accident, you're angry, you're upset about something, you're pissed off, you'd like to hit somebody at some level because you're so pissed off, maybe even quote-unquote rightly so, um, and then lo and behold, you have an accident and somebody hits you. All three of the accidents I've had, were were no-fault accidents. I never had any insurance issues because I never hit anybody myself. But in all cases, I, I, I can trace it back to around that time, there were relationship issues that had pissed me off and I was upset about, and lo and behold, boom, car accident. So I'm not saying that every car accident is based on this. A lot are, though, a lot. So it's one of the reasons why we say, you know, when you're angry, be angry, and then be done with it. Let your anger out. You know, if you have to do open chair work where you meditate and, you know, pretend the person you're pissed off at is in a chair and you tell them off or if you want to write a letter to them, don't send it. Or write a letter and then burn it. These are great ways to, to purge out that anger. But don't carry it around because, again, you might end up with, you know, a situation that ends up being far more troublesome because of that, that anger that's going on inside of us. But, yeah, that was huge. I, I relaxed a little after I had pulled the card and I began to say, you know what, I'm going to feel safe. You know even now, if you 've caught some of the last columns that the last few ones i 've done, I talked back in I think it was my November column about an issue that I had had now I think it was uh I think it was uh, january um, I wrote it in November. Um, I talked about an issue uh that I had with my car, and uh it, you know it 's going to be very expensive to fix my car and back to battery issue and other things and ended up being getting quoted at like twenty two thousand two thousand four hundred dollars. And then because of a smart friend of mine, I got it solved for like 200 bucks. It was amazing. But, you know, what's funny is even the mechanic told me the car was great. I still have a little bit of that phobia. Like every time I get in the freaking car, I'm always a little bit like, please start. You know, please work. <laughs> it always does. So uh, that's the good news. You're, you know, our paranoid, uh, anguish thoughts don't manifest all the time. It's that's the other thing about getting angelic protection because they'll help you more with that as well, too, to lift your energy upward when you're focusing on the negative, you're getting caught in fear. Okay, so we are about wow, half hour through the show already. We've got our last 15 minutes. I'm going to open up the phone line and see if anybody wants me to pull an angel card for them. Uh, the guest call-in number here is 646-200-3966. We've got about 10 or 15 minutes more of the show, so I could probably take two calls. You might need to dial a one before that. Again, that's 646 and I uh, had a couple of callers early on, but they dropped off. Patience, people, patience. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, if I don't get any callers, I know I've got some people listening, uh, but sometimes people don't call. I think what I will do is pull an angel card from each of the decks to give everybody a message. Um, maybe one of them will work for you. Maybe both will work for you. That way, uh, if you're listening and you're just you know not comfortable with calling in, you can get some insight from them. And if you're catching the show in archive, then you'll also get some insight. So I think I'm going to start with that at this point, and then we'll switch gears a little bit if we get some callers coming in. So let's pull a card. Okay. So first angel deck I pulled from is in this this deck again. These are both Dorian Virtue. Angel card decks, by the way. So there's other angel card decks. You will find some of them could be quite awesome. I've looked at some different ones. Dorian Virtue has a lot of them, and she is just freaking amazing. I mean, these are just unbelievable. I don't know this woman. I mean, this is like serious. This is one of my uh, one of my you know muses in that sense. Just really powerful in what she's able to do. So this is what the angel card says. It says, "Be honest with yourself." So focus on, you know, an issue or something that's going on in your own psyche right now or a question that you have, and then listen to this answer, and we'll see whether it fits. She says, look into the heart, into your heart, and you will know the truth of the situation. It is safe to admit the truth to yourself, but we will support and guide you through any necessary changes. Lean upon us for courage and the strength to take good care of yourself. Focus only upon your true desires, and they'll come to you upon angels' wings. You receive this card as a gentle confrontation because angels know you've been hiding from your true feelings. You've probably been afraid that if you admitted how you honestly felt, you'd be overwhelmed with feelings and faced with making some necessary changes that you feel unprepared for. Yet the angels assure you that it is healthiest to face the situation with honesty. They will help you with your emotions, your relationships, and any support you need to make positive changes. However, the angels remind you to focus only upon your desires and not upon your fears so that you can attract the former and not the latter. Additional meanings for this card The situation will improve when you face it squarely. You deserve better. Trust your own feelings even if others don't agree. Don't give away your power to others. Avoid getting caught up in the illusion that this is the way that it is. Okay, this is a great card, a great reminder. So, uh yeah, if you're you know you're catching the show live uh or, or through archive, maybe there's a, a message in this for you. Uh let me comment a little bit more on this and then we'll pull one from the other angel deck as well too. Um yeah, I mean a lot of times I think we really do know what we need to do, but the issue of course can become that we, we get scared. We we get nervous, we get scared about making changes in some respects. But I think most of the time we really, really do know. And that's the thing. When you ask for angelic help, they'll help you to make those changes. They'll help you to do those things. You're allowed to ask. They will guide you along the way. You know, I had an issue myself a couple of years back with um, some – I've talked about this in previous shows. I had some issues back in the heart of the difficult time economically that we went through in 2008, 2009. And uh, I had to make some changes that were really scary uh, that I didn't want to do, but, of course, then I did them, and they were awesome but, you know, one of the things that I, I, I did, uh, that I had a choice to do in 2010 was, uh, you know, finances had been tight, um, uh, one of my uh, jobs had, had ended, I lost about a $22,000 year income, and uh, it didn't feel right to get another waiting table job again, I wanted to put more money into my business, what I do now, which has grown a lot, but it still was tough, so on the advice of some friends I did something I thought I'd never do and I um I I just dropped paying my second mortgage. I just couldn't do it anymore. So I went through some problems, you know, of course they tried to come after me a couple other ways and understandably so, but it just was not possible for me to do it. And um I kept getting a message from Spirit that it would be solved and there was nothing I needed to worry about and The practical details, i got to tell you, for two years didn't necessarily support it, phone calls and letters and things, but, you know, again, you can't spend what you don't have. And um, I looked into some options, and lo and behold, a couple weeks ago, I got a letter from Chase Bank, and uh, they forgave the loan. $30,000 loan dropped. Program through (laughs) the realtors and through other things, I guess, when it was looking at people that they didn't think would be able to pay it back, and their houses were underwater, and... They just decided to drop the loan. So lo and behold, you know, my intuition and my guides were right. <laughs> they couldn't have been more right, but it was my practical self that was beating me up. So my angels would tell me everything was going to be okay, it was going to get solved, and man, did it get solved. Now, of course, I'm in a much better position, anyway, financially, but, you know, those were some rough years, and if you went through... Some rough times in the last couple of years, you know, you're not crazy, guys. You're, you know, you're, we all have had, um, you know, some difficulties to contend with. Okay. So, you know, there is always solutions in that respect if we're, if we're willing to ask. Okay. Let me read this one more card for everybody. And then I got a call. I'm going to take that one. I think I'll be able to take one call. So This is the other angel deck. The name of the angel is Fiona. And she says, now that you've asked the angels for help, you're open to receiving divine guidance and assistance. You deserve heaven's help. I'm so happy that you asked for help from God and the angels, and I'm here to ask you to open to our help. Sometimes I watch you struggle with situations that could easily be resolved if you would let me help you. I wait for you to give me a signal, a prayer, or a thought of help so that I can become involved in the solution. Now you've asked for my help, and I'm very glad to assist you. I only ask that you allow me to help you because you see at other times you've blocked me from doing so. You believe that you didn't deserve my help or that making the necessary life changes was too threatening. Remember that I'm here to help you ease your mind. I need you to trust my guidance. Notice the strong and repetitious impressions that come to you through your thoughts, your feelings, and your visions. They're real messages from God through me to you. We won't let you fail in any way. You're fully supported by heaven as you follow your divine guidance. So, yeah, that's the angel Fiona. Uh, again, if you're if you listen to the show in the archive, or listen in live, and you get a question, that may be your answer. Also, to consider again, yeah, we have to learn how to ask. Sometimes we don't feel worthy of it. or ashamed. You know, I, I people have caught this. I talk very freely about the good things in my life. I also talk very freely about difficult things in my life. I'm not ashamed of of the things that I've gone through. It's one of the reasons I wrote the book Dirty Little Secrets, my first book, is I got tired of of being ashamed of all the stupid things I've done, or the things I was taught to be ashamed of, and dirty little secrets. Here you go. This is some of the crazy stuff that I've done, and all it did is make people feel more comfortable around me, and and made me not be afraid of being who I am. And to this very day, I still don't give a crap whether someone dislikes me or or has any discomfort with me. You know, that, that's your decision. But uh, I, I'm not a bad person because I made mistakes along the way. That's what we. That's how we learn. That's how we grow, guys. All right, I've got a caller, so I'm going to take uh, this one call. I won't be able to take more than one call. I've got to keep this down about four minutes, but uh, let's take our caller here. 661, welcome to Snake All Radio. Hey, how are you, man? Thanks for taking good. the how call. Good, how are you? I'm all right. <laughs> Just uh, chilling out. <laughs> That's good. What's your name? Bob. Bob. All right, Bob. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to... I, we got you're the only one who who made it through the call uh, list today. So uh, I'm going to pull an angel card for you. Do you have a specific question you want to ask, or you just kind of want to see what comes up? Um, relationships is okay. A tough time with that. You know, it's just like I never it seems like I meet a bunch of idiots all the time and love men that are abusive and they can't handle a decent guy. I'm just sick of the right. whole thing. And okay. It's just really ugh. <laughs> tiring. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, one of the things I'd always say, and I always tell this people when it comes to relationship issues and themes, you know, I think sometimes we just go through periods where, you know, it's just not clicking and it's not coming into place, you know what I mean, or or, or, we're kind of picking, you know, proverbial douchebags in that sense. Because no matter what we do, we just sort of seem damned if we do, damned if we don't. You know, I know yeah. for myself I had I had you know, I, I thought about this the other day, I think I mentioned a show that like I've dated on and off, but I've actually been single for like ten years now. When I when that recognition hit me I was like, Oh my god But one of the things that came out of that period for me was like I actually got okay with being alone. Like I don't really necessarily need to be mated to be happy. It's great to happen, but I also you know, I find that I do like my own time and I'm comfortable with it. And I think it's a good thing for us to get into that place where you are comfortable because every time I talk to people who were, who found good relationships, it usually came when they weren't looking, when it was like they weren't trying very hard in that sense. So that said, I want to tell you what the angel card says that I pulled for you. And i got to tell you, and, and and one thing you can, you, you can know about me is I'm, I'm a very blunt person and fairly honest, so if I've got something difficult to say, I'll say it. If I have something positive to say, I'll say it. But I, I keep getting a really strong impression that all of it's about to turn around for you. You know, that something good is coming up, and I feel like it's as soon as, like, March or April. And it's funny because I feel like it it's just one of those things that you're not trying that hard for and that shows up in a very, very positive way. Um, but I, I'm definitely getting a feeling there's some kind of change coming your way. Let me tell you what the angel card I pulled says. And you asked about relationship, and this is... What the angel card says for you, something to contemplate. Even though it seems like it's about money, it, it's it, it's more than that. You know what I mean? It's 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 got a a different connotation to it. So the angel says, "Shower of abundance." So let me read this uh, for Bob here. She says, "To heal your financial situation." Well, in this case, we're looking at a relationship one. First, give us your worries concerning this issue. We will guide you in order to show you how to create and accept abundance. As we work together, your relationship situation will heal as fast as you'll allow it to. This card is a sign that your prayers about relationship have been heard and answered. The more that you can listen to and follow your gut feelings right now, the quicker you'll experience improvements. Additional meanings for this card. The coins that you're finding lately are loving signs from your angels and departed loved ones. An unexpected windfall is coming your way. Give any fears to your angels. Follow any guidance you receive, as it could be answered prayers about relationship. Abundance can take many forms, including having more time, opportunities, or clear ideas. So, yeah, that's the feeling I'm getting. I think, it, you know, you're about to turn a corner on it. And I think um, the, the feeling I'm getting, I don't think you're wrong. I think you've really been dealing with some crap in this area. <laughs> but, but I think the gift oh, is to kind of own it, like almost humorously. Um I I humor. Yeah, I've saved some humor in it because it's really crappy. You know, I always, I always, I wanted to write a book years ago um, about some of the bad blind dates I'd been on because there were so many of them, and some of them were so horrible, like it was almost comical. And uh, and you know, but what's funny is I know like when I go on dates and things, and sometimes just jokingly, you know, it's a great subject to talk about some of the ridiculous things you've experienced. So it's kind of playful and it's fun in that way. As long as that's not like the main focus. You know, you're not going in and being like, "Oh, every date I have is bad." You know, you don't ever go in that way. But uh, yeah, I, I am feeling like there's a, a turn, um, a turn in this area for you. And I feel like um, as soon as March, definitely by April, something is uh, about to kind of shift in that area for you. So just hang in there a little longer. All right, man. All right. Yes. Very much appreciate the call. Uh you know, call back in in a couple of months and let me know uh if anything good came up. Uh I've had people do that. Usually it, it seems to work, so uh it's a good card. I think it's gonna and that's the feeling I'm getting it feels like it just it's weird, it's just they keep saying it's like unexpected. It's almost like I see you meeting somebody, like it's like you're not looking. There's something about a flirtation or something that I see and it's just it feels a little bit like it's out of your normal realm, uh, but like in a good way. Okay. All right, thank you for the call. I wish I had more time to chat, but I we got to finish up here. So, all right, Bob. Hey, thanks. thanks. Cheers. Thanks, man. All right, very much appreciated uh, phone call. So I wish I can get more. I see I got a couple more people hopping in now. We only got a minute left on the show. So, uh, uh, yeah, guys, if you didn't get able to get a question in, uh, listen to the two different um, angels that I pulled. That that can be your message right there uh, for for today's show. I bet you you know a lot of that will fit for everybody uh, anyway uh, thank you for tuning into my angel show we're wishing we all send Bob some good energy that he meets somebody cool you know uh, uh, whatever whatever your relationships we have gay straight uh, you know they're all valid and all loved and all protected and guided by spirit and angels so just ask for angelic help in that area you know they'll bring you somebody cool um, anyway I can go more about that subject we don't have the time uh, if you're not already getting my uh, monthly column, email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com. Get added to the mailing list. You can become a follower of the Snake Oil Show as well, too. And for info on a uh, personal session, one-on-one by phone or in person, if you're here in Phoenix, uh, go to my website, uh, com. Not tough to find. Uh, I'll be taking next... Uh, Thursday off I'm doing a I'm doing a thing for like 2,000 couples renewing their their vows next week so I won't be here but I'll be here the following week with the astrology show thanks for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio Jim Ventura signing out cheers everybody.